How would you like to make six figures as a company driver? Do you know how? On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to give you three ways that you can start today. Hello, I'm Andrew Winkler, and this is Driven Too Far, the truth about trucking, a podcast that helps over-the-road truck drivers balance career and family. Have you ever wondered if it's possible to make six figures as a company driver? I'm here to tell you it's absolutely possible, but before we get into the tips on how to do that, let's just talk a little bit about some of the things drivers experience on the home front. I remember early in my days as a student driver, you know, I'd gone solo recently and I'd take the truck home. Uh, it was, I knew I needed to leave, but at the same time, I couldn't pull myself out of the house. I knew I needed to be on the road and, and get down the road so I could make my delivery on time. It almost never failed. I would leave as late as I possibly could. Maybe it be in the evening, in the wee hours, the morning, whatever it was. I wanted to spend as much time with my wife as I could at the time. And, you know, I knew better than that. I knew that wasn't the right thing to do, but it was the emotional part that was pulling me there. What I learned over time when I think about this was that if I would have just left on time when I should have, I actually would have got home a little bit earlier at the end of the week. So it's not that you lose the time, but I think about the risks I took as a driver by leaving at two in the morning or whatever that was. When you think about how you're going to earn the money and make the most money for your family, your spouse and your kids really need to be on board with you. There needs to be an understanding between you and your wife or your husband, whatever it may be, that, hey, we want you to come home at the end of the week too, so let's just agree that you're going to get out of the house on time, you're going to go out, you're going to do your job, you can focus on your job all week long so you can return home safely at the end of the week to the family. So tip number one, you know, the most common phone call we get from future drivers is they want to talk about what does it pay? And the first question out of their mouth all the time is, what's your cents per mile? I'm here to tell you that that's probably one of the last questions you should ask. What you should be asking, you should be focused on what is the gross pay for the week? What can you provide me? Because the reality is, if you're only focused on the cents per mile, well, I can pay you 60, 65, 75 cents a mile, but if I don't give you any miles as the carrier, then that's still all equals zero. So let's not focus so much on the cents per mile as we do the gross pay, because what really matters is what gets deposited in your bank account on Fridays. Am I right or am I right? So beyond that, you know, you think about the driving activity that you do, which is the mileage pay, but in most companies, there's also other money there. When you think about the activity pay that you do, maybe you're a reefer van guy, maybe there's lumpers or stop-offs or something like that. If you're a flatbed driver, a lot of your income can come from that activity pay. Uh, you think about the tarps and the straps and those type of things that flatbed drivers have to do. So cents per mile is a, a, a good portion of it, but it's certainly not the whole picture. So 100,000 is the goal. And we know that drivers 
we're worried that drivers think, man, what do I need to do to get that 100000 a year? Does that mean I have to work all the time? I don't get to see my family? And I'm here to tell you it's nothing like that at all. In our company, we target 75 days a year for drivers as home time. So if we were to take the calendar year and 365 days and subtract the 75 days that you're going to be at home, we come up with roughly 290 working days throughout the year. So we take the 100 grand divided by the 290 and we end up with a, about $350 a day. So that's your target. That's where you need to be, that $350 a day while you're behind the seat of the truck or behind the wheel in the seat of the truck. That's what you're really focused on. Now, is it all going to come from mileage pay? No, we already kind of talked about that. A good chunk of that will come from the miles you get driving up and down the road. But we all know there's going to be times when you're loading and unloading and taking extra time. Maybe there's weather involved. There's going to be things that happen to you out on the road where you can't drive as many miles as you want every day. The 42 working weeks out of the year roughly that we're we're targeting uh, it's going to come to about twenty three hundred and fifty dollars a week so remember we talked a lot about it matters what hits the bank account at the end of the week on friday twenty three fifty that sounds like a lot when you start dividing you know thinking about how many miles do i need at 60 65 cents a mile whatever your rate may be to hit that 2350 it, it almost seems a little unrealistic but remember not all our pay comes from just the driving miles we've got other things in there if you're a reefer van guy there might be uh, lumpers or unloading or stops if you're a flatbed driver there's additional pay for the tarps and the chains and all the things you have to do with your activity pay so when you subtract that and you understand that your mileage probably makes up about 80 percent of your total gross pay and the other 20 percent comes from other activities uh, then all of a sudden it becomes more realistic. So you don't have to drive mega miles to hit this number that's $2,350 in your bank account every week. Tip number two is thinking about the incentive programs that your company probably offers. You know, uh, anybody can, the, the base programs are really just for, for the average driver, right? Everybody's going to get that base pay, that cents per mile. Your company most likely offers things like a safety bonus, a fuel bonus, uh, probably referrals, training, mentor pay. They're probably a lot of different things. They've had to get creative. We've had to do that as companies to figure out how to continually drive and bump a driver's pay. So my question to you is are you taking advantage of those extra pay opportunities? You know, the best drivers know how to do that. They're actually focused on that. And again, when you understand that the mileage makes up a percentage, but these incentives, whether they're paid monthly, quarterly, whatever that is, gets in your bank account as well. So if you're not taking advantage for all that your company has to offer in pay, then you're leaving money on the table. When I think about incentive pay and i think about the good drivers that are hitting the high numbers we're talking about today uh, they know what to do they're hitting their safety bonuses they're hitting the quarterly fuel bonuses and at the end of the quarter you know we go through and we calculate everything and in, in, in our company we have certain uh, 
criteria the driver needs to meet. Maybe it's a minimum miles per gallon uh, for the quarter, or maybe it's a minimum number of miles for the quarter. So these incentive programs are really reserved about, they're reserved for the top drivers, the better drivers in the fleet. If First of all, just understand they're not a giveaway, and I think that's one of the things from a driver's perspective that can be kind of frustrating. And if you don't earn the extra incentive pay, it's easy to just discount those like, oh, they never pay those out anyway. That's not true at all. We want to make sure that we're rewarding the top performers in the fleet something extra, something over and above what the average driver is capable of doing. So that's really the design behind the incentive programs. If you want to be a top performer in your company, if you want to be recognized within your company as doing a great job, uh, you need to focus on these things. And if you miss a quarter, so what? Don't get discouraged. It's still there. You can rebound and get it the next quarter. Don't give up on that stuff. Don't discount the program or think that, oh, it's just too hard to hit the numbers. Or I've heard from drivers before where they talk about uh, companies put out those incentives, but they're not attainable at all. They are attainable. You just have to focus on it and know what you're doing there. Tip number three is really about what the best drivers already know. And I have a, I have a story. Uh, when I started with my current uh, company, you know, seeing drivers hit six figures for the first time, that was really a goal of mine. And um, I didn't know if it was possible. It's something I, I wish that, you know, I absolutely think company drivers are worth worth $100,000. I've always thought it was that kind of job. And it's taken the industry quite a while to get there. Uh, I'm happy to see that there are some companies out there paying their drivers over $100,000. And, and their ab- the professional drivers are absolutely worth it. So I set up a program in our company where I review the uh, – the driver's six-week rolling average, their gross average. So I get an email in my inbox every week. I look at that. I'm looking at trends. And what I'm really trying to find out is, boy, do we have anybody that maybe is slipping through the cracks? One of the reasons drivers leave is because they didn't get paid what they thought they were going to get paid, right? The bank account isn't what they thought it was going to be on Friday. And unfortunately, instead of saying something to somebody in the company, there's been occasions where they just quietly sneak into the terminal over the weekend, leave the keys, clean out the truck, whatever it is. And then as the company, we come in Monday and trying to figure out, whoa, what happened with this guy? I thought everything was going so good. You reach out to the driver, can't get a hold of him, and you never really get a chance to correct or understand from the company's perspective what went wrong. We thought things were going right. So I know pay's a big one. You know, people are expected to make so much. The spouse, we talk talk again about uh, the wife or the, the family at home, they're expecting so much to be dropped into your account on Friday as well. And when... They're expecting a thousand bucks, and all of a sudden it's two hundred or four hundred dollars or something they weren't expecting. You think there's problems? Holy cow! Can you imagine that phone call from your from your spouse when the money's not there? So, back to the story about we're watching 
uh, driver's six-week rolling average on, on gross pay, and I'm trying to catch things. But what one thing I noticed was we had one particular driver that was doing extremely well. And the next thing I did after that, so I'm looking at their six-week average, and I says, I'm going to add a column to this, and I'm going to multiply it by 52 just to project what his annual income could be uh, if he stays on this weekly track with his pay. So this guy... The first year I watched him, he was in the upper 90s, and I'm going, holy cow, we actually got a driver that's going to break 100000 for the first time at our company. I, I was pretty excited about it. So uh, after watching him for a few weeks, and it fluctuated a little bit, he'd be down, he'd be up and stuff, I decided I'm going to reach out to him because I got to know, what is he doing different that you know the other drivers aren't or maybe some haven't figured out yet how what can we learn from this guy so i called him his name's dan and i said listen you live uh he lives near the terminal within 30 miles uh, i said i'm watching your pay and i said i'm really impressed i gotta just know what are you doing different than the rest of the guys and he said well he said first of all one of the things i've learned in trucking is there's going to be up and down weeks and he has figured out how to put some savings away so when the down week comes in trucking uh, maybe the weeks you decide to go home or the holidays or some things like that we got it we got some money built up in the savings account so it doesn't cause the stress at the home front which is fantastic and i i know we all wish we could be to that point but dan put a focus on that to be able to build that savings account up and it did take the stress out of his relationship at home so i said the other thing i noticed dan you're you're gonna you're gonna break a hundred thousand this year and this is awesome do you have any tips or anything i could share with the rest of the drivers and he says, well, he says, I'll tell you what I do. He says, he only goes home every two weeks. So he's home every other weekend. And that's by his choice. He's figured that out, that that's just the best way it works for him and his family. But he said, you know, a lot of times what I would notice is he said, I'd be coming back to towards the home terminal middle of the week, say on a Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Most drivers would just go, oh, it's okay. I'll just go home early. And they'd get a couple extra days at the house. So they'd be home maybe part of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back out on Monday type thing. Uh, he says, but what I learned was uh, I have a good enough relationship with dispatch um, that I asked them for another short load. I needed something to finish out the week. I still had hours of service available. So why not use it up and maximize my income maximize my paycheck so that was his whole tip um and i totally agree with him i see that all the time where drivers come in midweek and they're like oh yeah that's no problem because you know there's that emotional attachment to go home you get to spend a little extra time with the the wife and the family or whatever that is uh, but for dan it was different and you could see the difference in his bank account and his income every week so i thought that was one of the probably the best tips that i had gotten uh from a from a current driver of of how you know he put himself on track for this six-figure income so if we were going to recap everything uh the three tips it's you know focus on the gross pay again don't get caught up in the cents per mile that's one of the 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 things i fear most i guess is I'll have a driver pop in and, you know, he'll say, when are we going to get a raise? So-and-so is making this or such and such companies paying this out. Um, 
I understand that there's some interesting marketing ideas out there for carriers. And uh, when they're struggling for drivers, they've got to grab a driver's attention. How are we going to get drivers through the door? And they don't necessarily care about the culture of the company and all the things they're doing right. So they throw this big flashy number up in their advertisements, 75 cents a mile, whatever that is. And, and drivers see that and it works and drivers leave and they go to these company for 75 cents a mile. 90 days later, they're back going, yeah, that wasn't true or that wasn't the whole story. So there's always more to it and stuff, but don't get caught up in the cents per mile and all the fancy advertising that these carriers are doing. Really focus in on that gross, that gross pay and all the extra activity pay that you can do the second thing when we recap is thinking about the incentive programs. I can't tell you, you know, how important those things are. Not only is it going to add money to your bank account, but it's going to do some things in the background for you that you probably didn't think of. You know, when you're paying attention to those and you're a top performer with fuel mileage in the fleet, uh, you've got one of the better safety scores in the fleet, pretty soon somebody's going to come up to you and go, man, you're doing a lot of things right and we really appreciate you. Would you ever consider being a mentor for us? Would you consider mentoring the new people coming into the business and kind of teach them our way of doing things? And there's uh, there's always a need for good trainers in the in the business too. Now, from from my perspective, I certainly uh, training probably wouldn't be my gig. I understand that you know living with a stranger in an eight by eight foot cab is uh, maybe certainly not for everybody. But I completely admire uh, the men and women that can do that, and we need you bad. So don't be so quick to push away those those incentive plans and if if you haven't been able to get on top of them or earn some extra money doing that have a sit down with with your dispatcher your recruiter your operations person safety guy whoever that is because it can become a significant part of your income then the third thing and the final thing that we talked about was just about uh, learning some tips and tricks from the veterans in the fleet. Somebody in the fleet you work for has got it figured out and we can learn something from them. So don't be so rigid in your thought process of how this all needs to work. Uh, when, we, when we look at the numbers and we think about our hours of service and those type of things, there's probably things we can do to improve your pay. You know, when I think about not just hours of service, but I think about what loads are you picking? Are you picking loads to the right length of haul that are gonna help maximize your pay on Friday? Uh, so load selection has a lot to do with it. How you manage your hours, your relationships with your operations people. Uh, if you're somebody they can't count on, if you're typically late for deliveries or you don't like to roll out of bed too early in the morning, they know that. And that's going to that's going to impact your income as well. It's the it's the men and women that establish that outstanding relationship with safety, with operations, with maintenance. Those are the ones I, I hate to say it, but those are the ones that probably get the best loads because they can be counted on and because they've proven themselves. Thanks for joining me here today on the inaugural episode of Driven Too Far. Subscribe and follow the podcast right now because we have two more episodes already loaded up for you to listen to next.